the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join Michael Fields for today's edition. So we are back on another edition of the Advanced Colorado Rundown. I'm Michael Fields, and today I am joined uh, by Christy Burton-Brown, who is the senior policy advisor uh, for Advanced Colorado. And we wanted to, to have a discussion about Proposition HH because it is the biggest thing that is on uh, the statewide ballot this year. Only two statewide ballot measures. This one is obviously the big one, given uh, that it has to do with property taxes, with Tabor refunds, et cetera. And it's super confusing. And you know, you and I have both been going across the state talking about this issue, trying to inform people. Uh, and I guess, first of all, how's that going? What's the response? Uh, and, you know, what are the some of the messages or things that people are, are asking? What are they worried about when it comes to HH? Uh, what are some of the topics that they're bringing up? Yeah, I mean, I think all the groups that I've been talking to very interested in the issue because property taxes are clearly a crisis for everyone across the state. So any ballot initiative that's claiming to fix the property tax crisis, people are really engaged with and they want to know if it's really doing all the things it's promising to do. Like, will Proposition HH actually lower their property taxes? And then I think when you also combine Tabor, that Proposition HH is really an attack on Tabor, our Taxpayer Bill of Rights. When people find that out, they're even more engaged because, as you know, Tabor's popular with over 70% of Coloradans. They want those refunds and Proposition HH would take them away. So people are super concerned when they hear that. Yeah, let's back into this a little bit and give some background. Uh, first, I think you, know, you brought up Tabor, how popular it is. Obviously, there's two sides of Tabor, one being that we get to vote on tax increases, the other side uh, being what we're talking about here, which is our Tabor tax refunds. And, you know, last year, those were those Colorado cashback checks uh, that Governor Polis, you know, put the letter in the mail with, uh, tried to act like, you know, this was something new and it was really just Tabor tax refunds, which I think people get. Um, but those are the two different sides that that Tabor makes it so that you can only go up by population plus inflation each year. Obviously, HH would adjust that formula to take more money, but there's been an attack on Tabor for decades now. And you think about Proposition CC in 2019, they tried to eliminate Tabor refunds permanently, and it failed by an eight or nine point margin. Um, but now they're back kind of couching property tax relief uh, you know, as as something that it's not. And they're, they're taking property tax relief and saying, you know what, in order to get any kind of relief at all, which isn't real relief, which we'll talk about, but in order to get any relief, you have to give up these Tabor refunds and really being misleading in that way. Um, but also we're seeing this big increase in property taxes because the Gallagher Amendment was repealed a couple of years ago. And the Gallagher Amendment had some issues with it uh, I think it hurt businesses too much, certain rural areas. It wasn't, uh, you know, something that was perfect, but they promised that if they repealed the Gallagher Amendment, they would put something in place to make sure property taxes didn't skyrocket. They haven't done that. And that's why we're seeing these 40% increases, uh, you know, the, come a couple of years after it's repealed, 
which puts pressure on seniors, on people on fixed income, on all Colorado families. So is that something that's kind of come up? What has the, the response been from people about these huge increases to property tax assessments uh, and obviously taxes next year that they would have to pay? How are people responding as you're out on the road? Well, I think a lot of people ask exactly that. Like, why are we in this property tax crisis? What led to it? A number of them are aware of the Gallagher repeal. And as I talk to them, I say, basically, a good strategy is if a law is ever on a ballot and you're being asked to repeal it, you should never say yes unless there's a replacement. Because that was the promise, as we know, when Gallagher was being repealed. They're like, oh, we'll replace it. We'll make a better solution. And yet years have passed and the legislature knew that a property tax crisis would be coming up in Colorado. And yet they did absolutely nothing to fix it until the last four days of session this year when they slammed through Proposition HH without consulting local governments, without bringing in a real coalition to make sure this was an adequate solution for people. So I think when people across the state hear the legislature has literally been sitting on their hands for years, knowing a, pri- a crisis was being created, yet failing to propose a real solution. I mean, you and I both know, lots of people around the state know, the legislature had it fully within their authority and power during the session to cut and cap property taxes. They don't need to go to the voters to do that. But because it's been a long-term goal of a number of liberals across the state to wreck Tabor, and eliminate that refund that people really want and support and that, you know, the government actually owes to us in the Constitution, they've wanted to take that away for years. And so they capitalize on the crisis of property taxes to say, well, let's promise people we'll solve the property tax crisis, but actually at the same time reach into their back pockets and ask them to pay for it with their Tabor refunds and in the end, completely eliminating Tabor, I think nonpartisan fiscal analysts of the legislature estimate Tabor will be permanently eliminated Tabor refunds by 2027. And that when people find that out, um, they're, they're really, really upset because I love to tell people there's two things Colorado voters hate. First, it is tax hikes. And second, it's being lied to. And Proposition HH does both. It doesn't even admit to people that it's trying to take their Tabor refunds permanently away. And yet that's exactly what it's doing. Yeah. And you brought up kind of this getting rammed through at the end of session without stakeholders, without people uh, really having input. Uh, Definitely not. Republicans ended up walking out during the time because they couldn't even read the bill, let alone amend it. Uh, It was it was really rammed through at the end of session. But it's also led to a lot of groups coming out uh, against uh, Proposition HH. You have everybody, you know, NFIB, small businesses, you have realtors, you have, you know, CML, uh, you know, the cities across the state that have come. You have counties, counties that joined our lawsuit saying that the the ballot language was misleading and uh, this violated single subject. I want to get into that a little bit, um, of kind of the ballot language side of this and kind of where the the holes in, uh, you know, the the Proposition HH argument are. And, you know, I think it starts with this isn't real property tax relief. We are going to see the largest property tax increase in Colorado history uh, if if HH passes, if it doesn't pass. Either way, we're going to see a huge tax increase. And, you know, this relief that's in the language is that you want to reduce property taxes for homes and businesses. And really, it doesn't have a number in it because the number is so small uh, that it almost has no impact. For, for taxpayers. It goes from 6.76 to 6.7% the first year. For businesses, it goes from 27.9 to 27.85. Um, people would laugh at how little of property tax relief this is if they knew. But it also talks about, you know, spending state surplus. 
And, and to the average person, a surplus is like, oh, that money's sitting there. Why would we not use it to, to cut property taxes? Um, but that's actually the Tabor refund that you were talking about. That is where that money comes from. And the way they do it is by adding another 1% onto the, the Tabor formula every year, and it compounds. And that really does drive away uh, Tabor refunds in the long run. And once people realize that, I and mean, we've seen polling on this, that once people realize it ends those Colorado cashback Tabor refund checks, they don't like it. But the language is really hiding it and is very misleading on purpose. Trying to say people won't pay attention. People aren't smart enough to understand this. Uh, we're just going to try to, you know, couch this as, as something that's just great. It helps schools and, and water districts and fire districts and it reduces property taxes and it comes from the state surplus. I think voters are smart. They look into this stuff. And even in the blue book, I mean, it ended up being 12 pages. It is something that is very complex, but it does talk about the impact that it has on Tabor and how little property tax relief this really is. Well, for sure. And I think you talk about the blue book covering this in 12 pages. It has to take that long to actually explain the simplified to people. version is 12 pages. Right? right. And the real bill, I think, is at least 48 pages. And whenever the government tells you, oh, it's so simple what we're doing, all we're doing is giving you this gift, but they take 48 pages to explain to you exactly how they're doing it, you know they're actually trying to mislead you. And they actually have a lot of details hidden in that bill. That's a specific agenda they have. They're trying to slip past you and get away with it. And it's exactly what's going on with Proposition HH. Um, There's a lot of agendas from the government involved. To your point, the lawsuit that we filed argued that Proposition HH doesn't just do one thing, doesn't fit the single subject requirement. And the courts came in and basically said, we, you know, they did the the Nancy Pelosi, we need to pass it before we can <laughs> right, rule right. on this, right? That we can't even rule on single subject until after voters pass it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we hope that they don't pass it. But mm-hmm. um, this is something that's still an open question of does this, and it does, right? It's six, seven, eight different oh, yeah, subjects are in this. Um, now, whether the courts come out that way, we, have, we don't know, but hopefully we don't have to find out, right, that we end up not getting to that stage. But I think it's interesting that they stop single subject stuff uh, when it is citizens initiatives before we can get signatures, before we can even get ballot language. When it comes to legislature, oh, you can pass it and then we'll decide later if it violates single subject or not. Yeah. And and the court uses it as like a separation of powers argument, basically saying the judiciary doesn't have the right to jump into the legislative process. But I think where they miss the boat is because the legislative part of this is actually done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Proposition HH was embedded into a bill, Senate Bill 303. That was passed. The legislature actually done with their job. And so just because the ballot initiative is embedded into a bill, the legislature has already like washed their hands up. They're done. At that point, in my view, it's not not a separation of powers issue anymore. And really, uh, legislatively referred initiative should be treated no differently than the citizen one. Like, why should the no campaign or the yes campaign have to spend, you know, countless dollars to fight for a forward against a ballot measure that may be reversed by the court in the end because it's unconstitutional. I think that's a big problem, um, a big systemic problem. But speaking of all the subjects inside Proposition HH, I think one of the most interesting ones is the renter one. Um, This is one of our arguments of how how they broke the single subject requirement at the very end of Proposition HH being proposed in the rushed four-day process. Um, One amendment that the Democrats uh, brought and passed onto the bill was a $20 million fund for renters. Um, They did this because a number of the more left-leaning people in the legislature who identified themselves as Democrat socialists basically said, we're not going to vote for this um, because it gives too much to property owners, even though it gives them practically nothing. It was still too much for them. And so they said, you need to put something in about renters or we're not voting for it, which, hello, is another subject. Um, so they created a $20 million fund for renters. There's 
two problems with it, at least. One is that it's actually the final fund and a long list of things that Proposition HH is supposed to fund. $20 million for renters is bottom of the list. They'll probably never see it. And yet they're going around trying to sell this to renters as some sort of great deal for them. Um, but the other big problem with it is, okay, $20 million sounds like a big number. Well, 33% of Coloradans are renters. And when you actually divide that $20 million fund between all the renters in Colorado, it's $10 a person, $10 for a renter, all while at the same time permanently taking away their Tabor refund. And renters get absolutely nothing in property tax relief. So it's basically trying to buy the vote of renters saying, oh, hey, we'll give you $10 and ask you to give up thousands of dollars in your Tabor refund. And this is why the Common Sense Institute came out and said that renters are the biggest losers with Proposition HH. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to to continue to point out to people is that when a landlord's uh, property taxes go up 30, 35, 40 percent, they're going to pass that along uh, to renters. So they're going to see a higher property. They're going to see a higher rent bill anyway. And then you take away those Tabor refunds on top of it. Uh, I think they could use that money to to make sure that, you know, they can pay their rent. And in, in this case, it's taken away from them totally. And so they definitely lose the most out of this. I think this is another education piece where if they understood that 33 percent of Coloradans understood what was happening for renters, uh, they would be quite upset. One thing that I, I want to point out um, on the solution side or what should be done instead, um, that at any point, the legislature, the governor could call a special session, could cap, could lower rates. As you mentioned, the only reason that this is going to the ballot is to take away Tabor refunds. Everything else in this bill, including senior homestead uh, portability for, for their exemption, that could be done uh, without any kind of voter weigh, you know, voter weighing in on it. And what they need to do is call that special session. And now we're at the point where ballots are going out soon. It's going to be voted on. When HH loses, um, the governor should immediately call a special session and cap lower the rates uh, to make sure that this huge increase doesn't happen next year. This is what they should have done to, to start with. And I think people are looking for that. What is going to happen? You know, how do we uh, if we vote no on HH, what ends up uh, being what happens after that? And, you know, we also uh, at Advanced Colorado proposed a, a ballot measure uh, that would cap property taxes in the future at 4%, got signatures on that. Uh, you know, our partner uh, organization, Advanced Colorado Action, helped fund that. Um, but it's something that people really wanted to do. They went out, signed this very quickly. It was the quickest uh, ballot measure ever to get uh, the signatures. Uh, it took us, you know, 50 something days in order to do it. But people are looking for that solution because 84% of Coloradans are worried about property taxes going up. Uh, Post Gallagher, with no fix there. HH you know, obviously isn't that fix, but I think that special session, you know, people really want to know where they can can channel their energy. And that is that the, the governor, the legislature should call a special session. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I think recognizing anytime the government uh, <laughs> proposes a terrible solution, but tells you it's a good deal for you, it is important to push them to do their actual job. And there's no reason the legislature could not have fixed the property tax crisis during session. In fact, there are multiple bills proposed that would have capped or cut property taxes. There's a bill been, uh, that's been proposed for the last three years, a bipartisan bill that would have made the senior homestead exemption portable. It's completely unconnected to Proposition HH. The only reason they even put that in here when they were unwilling to pass it for the last three years and killed it in committee all three years is because it's a way to buy the vote of seniors. And at the same time say, oh, we're giving you this big gift in a portable senior homestead exemption, but we're going to ask you to pay for it with your, by giving up your Tabor refunds. And those Tabor refunds actually mean a lot to senior citizens. And there's 
absolutely zero connection for the government to say the only way we'll make your homestead exemption portable is if you pay for it with your Tabor refunds. A senior should get both. And that's the real solution to that piece is people really need to understand that all these hidden things inside of Proposition HH aren't actually connected to it and shouldn't be part of the government's attempt to take away Tabor refunds permanently. And that's really at the bottom line exactly what Proposition HH is. It is the backdoor attempt they've always wanted to make to permanently take away our rights as it is in the Colorado to put a cap on government spending and to get those refunds back in our own pockets. Yeah, so there's two important uh, websites that I think people should be aware of. One uh, is mypropertytaxco.com, and that is a calculator where you can put your own information in and figure out what does it look like on the Tabor side, what does it look like on the property uh, tax side? And and for most people, I, I typed it in, I lose more money than I gain uh, and it gets worse and worse over time, right? That's what we know is that eventually uh, you're losing much, much more money. It's like one of those bad payday loans where you get a dollar up front, you pay $5 later, right? That's what's going on in here. But that calculator uh, at mypropertytaxco.com can be helpful. And then also just our website, advancedcolorado.org has one pagers, has information, because this is the key on Proposition HH is spreading the word, talking to other people, educating them about what it does. Because, you know, we saw that in the Magellan poll that came out that just showed a simple explanation of Proposition HH dropped it by 11 points, uh, dropped it from 54% to 43%. And people just being aware of what it means and looking past just that ballot language, even if they're going to read their blue book, they're going to get more information. But there's even more information, you know, at advancedcolorado.org. So I wanted to get your final thoughts uh, on, on HH. What's the takeaway that people need going into when the time they get their ballot? So I think it's a really easy thing to go talk to your friends and neighbors about it. It's it's an easy subject. A lot of people are maybe a little hesitant to talk about political issues with people who know them, but this one is so easy because 70% of Coloradans love Tabor. And, you know, probably there are 30% who doesn't like it, doesn't even necessarily know what Tabor is uh, because everyone likes those refunds and they want them. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge open door just to go um, when, it, when you get your ballot, it means all your friends and neighbors are getting their ballots too. And I think just reaching out to people and saying, hey, I found out something really interesting and important about Proposition HH. And I know you're going to read your ballot and it's going to say that it's a property tax reduction, but that's not what it is. They're asking for you to pay for any small, slight reduction you're getting by paying thousands more in your taper refunds and then never getting those again. I think the key number for people to remember is that if Proposition HH passes, the government is going to get an extra $10 billion in 10 years. That's a ton of money for the government to have this big blank check, $10 billion that should be given back to taxpayers. You can go and give that simple message to your friends, your neighbors, your family, like text people, email them. Just make sure they know people will be really appreciative of that information because this is something just no matter your political party, your political leanings, whether you love politics or hate it, everyone likes their taper refunds. So just let everyone know those details and help defeat it. Thanks, Christy. And uh, this has been Michael Fields and Christy Burton-Brown having a discussion about Proposition HH. There's a lot of information out there. I hope people uh, read it, share it with other people. You know, these kind of ballot measures can have long-term, decades-long impact on Colorado uh, and such an important topic with property taxes with Tabor. This is a good opportunity for us to help educate more people uh, about the size and scope of government, what it should be doing, uh, and the pressures that families are feeling because of this uh, property tax issue. It is a policy issue that can be fixed 
uh, with policymakers making the right decisions. Prop HH is not that. So, Christy, thanks for joining us. We'll be back with another episode. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancedcolorado.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.